Crawl out through the fallout, baby, when they drop that bomb. Crawl out through the fallout with the greatest of aplomb. When your white count's getting higher, hurry, don't delay. I'll hold you close and kiss those radiation burns away. You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves in the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Each week, Roger is joined by Joe and Vince. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out through the fallout back to me. How far would you go to track down your son? not knowing whether he's alive or dead. As a parent, I never questioned that about Fallout 4. The fact is, you would walk till your legs no longer function, then crawl. That's a driving force behind Fallout 4. It isn't about rescuing people, nor about building settlements, despite what Preston would have you believe. As the game opens up, you're allowed to decide how you want to spend your time, whether it's developing relationships with companions, or continuing your pursuit of the man who kidnapped your son before your very eyes. This creates a disconnect, and it isn't until you dive back into the main plot that you remember what was truly important about the game. Tonight, we're giving our last word on the game. We've brought it up repeatedly since the release, shying away from spoilers, as much of the game is so much better when you've no idea where it's going. Well, no more. Tonight, we spoil, we discuss, and having spent hundreds of hours collectively in the post-apocalyptic wasteland, we give our honest thoughts on the game's main storyline, the quest to rescue Sean. Now, I finished the game. Oh, and I should point out that Joe's got a boo-boo and he can't make it tonight, so it's just going to be Vince and I. I played through the game, and unlike yourself, which you pointed out, you actually did uh, all of the endings of mm-hmm. it. I only did the the one. and. If, if a game doesn't require a crap load of work in order to get to see each of those other um, endings or whatever, I, then I'll do them all. But for the most part, I, I like going into a game. And again, if it's easy, then I'll do them all. But for the, if it's difficult enough and it's difficult enough for me to finish games we've already established <laughs> years, <laughs> I'm all right with my experiencing my experience being just that. And that then adds a lot more responsibility to choices that I make during the course of the game. And that's something that works for me. I don't expect that it's going to work for everybody, but it, it does work for me. And again, it adds weight then to whatever decision I make. And sometimes it makes me pause a little bit longer because I know that I'm not going to see something else. Now, that being said, I do then miss a lot of things that are in the game and a lot of different quest lines and a lot of different other things. Case in point, the only companion that I romanced was Piper. And I mean, romance is a pretty strong term. I just kind of made her like <laughs> me a whole hell of a lot. And so she's the only one that I really went down that path with. So I kind of don't know. Like, I, yeah, I worked through a lot of the quests for... Uh, different other companions like uh, Valentine's was spectacular, I thought. But in terms of the romanceable companions, I really didn't open that up with anybody else. How many did you, I don't want to say how many did you nail, but <laughs> for lack of a better term, how many of these companions did you bang? The only one that I reached maximum uh, friendliness with and didn't even form a relationship with her was Kate because she's the only one I ever actually spent an extensive amount of time with like I would bring Nick with me on you know, the quests related to him and whatnot. But for the most part, wandering the wasteland, I was with Kate See, because uh, there's just something awesome about having her in Grognak's outfit with a fully upgraded super sled. <laughs> I did not even think of that. See, I didn't get Kate I, I until quite late. I a screenshot a while back of her dressed as Grognak and me dressed as the silver shroud. <laughs> I didn't see that. You put it on Twitter. Yeah, it was way, it was way back, but yeah. If you find it again, put it up and, and send it to me, please. I, I need to it's see saved that. on my PS4, so I'm sure I'll remember it. Yeah, I, I, I need to see that. But, see, I didn't get Kate until actually pretty late in the game. It mm. was one of those yeah, questions. Yeah, she's, that I she's didn't, out of the way. It, what was it? I think it's you uh, go explore the the, the closed-off area, whatever it's called. Isn't that well, for me, you, it was um, – I just heard one of those random rumors when I was walking around Diamond City telling me to go to check out the combat zone. 
Right, that's and it. Yes. I, I walked in and I got attacked by every raider in the city and I killed them all. And Kate went, all right, let's go. <laughs> See, I. Oh, so you didn't meet her at the uh, the ring? What do you mean? Okay. I waited a long time to go finish that quest off. Mm-hmm. It was always there and it was one of those. It, it kind of felt like one of the Preston quests. Go explore over mm-hmm. here. Go, And I went, you know what? I, I've been through there. I forget about it. And then. I before I had uh, before I went into the institute to truly finish the game off. I thought, okay, well, I know that once I finish a game off, that's probably going to be it for me, and I won't touch it again. So let's do as many of these as I want without delving into again more of Pet Preston's bullshit. So I saw that when I went, all right, fine. So I go in. Well, you go into a building and it's set right. up like a freaking fight club. Yeah, and I went in and all the bandits attacked me. Yeah, well, they all attacked me, but I was so yeah. high level and, and everything that it was like a one shot for everybody. Oh, it, it was a bit of a chore for me. Oh, I mean, and, it, and I had Especially Piper with me. because they're the fucking Molotovs to just endlessly throw. We we both had a power suit, both Piper and I. <laughs> so we just went in like guns blazing with these power suits and like bang, bang, bang. And it was a joke. And then Caitlin's in the ring in the middle. So I'm guessing that's where you found her as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, it's the same thing. So I didn't get to her until quite late. So it was like by then, Piper and I were buds, and it was like she. It, as you progress in her story arc, and having her by your side, she she becomes a lot less annoying than she is initially, and I I'm, that's obviously by design. And she became a pretty cool character to have with you as you progress and you find out more about, you know, troubles she has with her sister and, and different things like that. I didn't think it was, she was that deep a character though. I may have Mm -hmm. missed some stuff, but not nearly as deep as say Valentine stuff. Did you do all the tape stuff for Valentine? I don't know if I did all of them, but I know I did most of them. (laughs) Yeah. See, I did them all and it was cool too, because then you listen to the tapes and you get that, you figure out what was going mm-hmm. on and then you confront the dude. Did you do that part? No. So that dude is actually still alive that, that took out the Valentine, the real Valentine mm. and he's turned into a ghoul. So you go and you, tr- you track him down and he's in underneath bunker kind of thing, really sealed off. Of course, he's got a bunch of goons protecting him and then you go and there's a confrontation with Valentine and things like that. So I really kind of liked Valentine stuff. It was, it was kind of cool. So did you do any of the other companions then? Not particularly. I I just spent so much time adventuring with Kate. She was the only one I had much affinity with because and on one hand, she's the stereotypical like angry Irish person because, of course, it's set in Boston. But the quickest way to raise uh, your relationship with Kate is just to be a fucking asshole to everybody. (laughs) Kate liked that. Kate liked that. See, I actually had a problem because initially I was questing with Valentine all the time. Because mm-hmm. how can you not? It's true. Nick freaking Valentine. A, the character model is the best looking. He just, there's something about it that's interesting to look mm-hmm. at and cool. His quips are cool. His his mannerisms, uh, the way that he shoots even, everything about him was freaking awesome. And I loved questing with him. He didn't like me so much for stealing a lot. <laughs> And things like that. See, I never stole anything. I, I was still technically a hero. <laughs> I stole and I killed people that maybe didn't necessarily need to be killed. Overall, I was a good guy and I chose good guy <laughs> options in dialogue. It's just that if somebody needed a bullet to the brain pan, I wasn't about to shy away from that. Of course, I remember when I was doing the uh, the quest for Travis and you get into the bar fight. You know, I'm there with my bare hands. So I'm just swinging at these guys and all of a sudden here comes Kate with the fucking super sledge and just the head was gone. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> well, yeah, I it got to the point where I had to keep going back to a prior save because for reasons unknown to me at the time, Nick would turn around and start shooting at me. Mm. And I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the hell? I didn't hit you. I thought maybe I'd shot him by accident. So I'd back up and keep going. And there was always one spot where that's when he decided, fuck this shit. I've had it with you. And it would start shooting at me. So I got his 
his level to a point where he he wasn't shooting at me anymore. I had to back up quite a while, and then I just sent him to town. I said, "You just go cool your shit off right now. Huh? I've had enough of you." And that's when I started go with Piper, who really didn't care all that much. It was like, okay, whatever. So so yeah, and then once I got all of his tapes, then hey, we were best buds. Then he loved me. <laughs> that's all it took. But it took a while to get those goddamn tapes. So yeah, and I kind of found that. Again, I I did that one. I uh, Piper Nick. I did uh, I did part of the oh, shit. What's his name? The dude who runs. Um, oh my god! It, for anybody listening to, it's been like weeks now since I've played. Since I've been, maybe even a month since I've played because I finished it off and then I've been playing other games. It's been about a month for me too. Yeah. Yeah, dude who runs the the town of Misfits. Um, oh, uh, Hancock. Yes, Hancock. So I Hancock did, is hilarious. <laughs> I did some of his questing as well. And yeah, he's awesome. And I stole his uniform before we were even pals. So <laughs> so that we could both be wearing the uniform at the same time when we're questing kind of thing. <laughs> and, and at no point does he look at you and go, where'd you get that outfit? <laughs> You're just like, two dudes. This guy's got good fashion. Yeah, really? <laughs> I like your taste, kid. <laughs> We're going to have fun together. Let's go murder some people. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's awesome. And I, I and I liked with him. I, I didn't finish his quest line. And if there was a reason for me to go back to the game, it would be to finish a few of them off. Sadly, though, when I look at the ones that I did finish and what I, I got in, I found that the and it, maybe I got spoiled by other games. I really found it kind of lacking the companion mm-hmm. stuff in it. There was not nearly enough and what you got wasn't didn't have the emotional connection that it should like case in point i don't know how you feel about caitlin but with piper yeah it was cool it was fun and she's fun to be with and all that but there is no moment where you're like we've been through hell together and it makes sense that we have this bond kind of thing and and things no not at all and and it was really lacking well, I got that with Kate just because she's the type of person of like, okay, you've had my back for you know so long. But her actual story itself, I didn't find very interesting. I mean, going into full spoiler territory, and the reason you know she, she's so such a degenerate, for lack of a better term, is her parents basically sold her into slavery. And then when she was able to buy her own freedom, the first thing she did was go back and murder her parents. <laughs> <laughs> Can't that, say that blame her. <laughs> I mean, that, that sent her into a spiral of drugs and alcohol. Like even saying, she's like, yeah, I take hits of psycho when you're not looking. <laughs> I'm like, Kate. What the fuck? <laughs> but I mean, the, the culmination of her quest line is going to uh, one of the old vaults that has a magical machine that will cure drug addiction. Which was a little distasteful to me (laughs) yeah yeah there's see and there's a bunch of those that i found when but she was still fucking awesome in combat so i kept her around (laughs) there's a bunch of things like that that i invested two extra points in strength just so i could upgrade her super sled i needed the perk (laughs) when uh, tristan was playing it as well um although he's slowed down considerably how much he's been playing it as well but he was playing it and then we talked back and forth about different things and he had not yet finished the game so I was being really careful in how I talked about it because I didn't want to spoil it for him. But I was saying how there are certain elements that are so poorly handled that you feel it's just a cheat, a writing cheat that, you know, they painted themselves into a corner and then it was just, ah, uh, whatever. And it's just this easy, ridiculous cheat. And you're like, oh, come on. You can do better than that. It's mm-hmm. when you've when you've invested nearly a hundred hours into a game, which by the time I ended, I was over a hundred. You don't. I want... couldn't even tell you how much time I put in. Yeah, because you... my save files were so inflated from by the end, especially trying to get that last trophy. So, like, I couldn't even tell you how much my actual playtime was. Oh, I well, on mine you can see it on Steam. So it's it, mm-hmm. I believe it's over a hundred now. If not, it's just yeah, the, the only it. way I can find out on PS4 is by seeing the actual playtime in the save file. And I've got so many different save files from all yeah. the different branches yeah. I took. Like it, it's not even close to accurate. Yeah. So it, again, we'll get into what actually happens. So at one point, you, well, not at one point again, you, you keep going after 
you're going after Kellogg. Kellogg is the dude who comes and shoots your spouse, obviously man or woman, depending on what sex you chose, and then stole your baby and then then fucks off with the baby. And presumably you're frozen again, which that in and of itself, why, like, why are you suddenly thawed out? Because like the Kellogg goes with the scientists, sees the baby and decides that'll be perfect right there. I won't need, you know, blood samples or tissue samples from the mother or father. I'll just take the fucking baby. Well, this is something that Sean actually explained. I don't know if you went down that dialogue tree with him. I went through several, but I didn't like the explanations. As they said, you know, they wanted the untainted DNA. So they took the baby and left you there, as they said, as the backup. Now, fast forward. How long was it? Another 60 60 years? years. Yeah. They realized they didn't need the backup anymore. The experiments were a success. So they unthawed you just to see what would happen. Like, I even had the dialogue option to get angry at him. It was like, I was nothing more than an experiment to you. Yes, I had that as well. But but to me, that's that makes no sense. Oh, it, it's, it's not a great answer. It's a horrible <laughs> answer. It's a horrible answer. And again, it's it's one of those where... Like the kid has known and then becomes an adult that his father is still there and alive and could have gone to get him at any point and just decides, no, we'll leave on ice just a little bit longer. What? That makes no sense whatsoever. Yes, this kid is going to be some fucked up because he was raised by Kellogg. Okay, I get that. And then the Institute. But it, it just makes no sense that he would leave him there. And... And so that's like strike one right there. It's like, oh, come on. And then this idea of you go out and you're made to believe that it hasn't been that long. Sean's still a baby. Mm -hmm. And then. I thought that was a pretty well done kind of bait and switch. I did not. I hated it. Because again, Kellogg then is telling you. You know, hinting that uh, he's not a kid anymore. So you're going, okay, maybe he's what you're not. I had kind of figured it out. But, but 60 but years still, I think the reveal scene, it still played well for me. Well, uh, yeah, but it does make sense. He there people would be able to tell him approximately what year it is, mm-hmm. you know. So when he's out there in the wild, he would have found out at some point. Oh, listen, it's not like, you know, 60 years ago. No, it's 60 years later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He would have found that out long before he sees white haired Sean. So that was a big one for me. Like when he sees Sean in the um, in the glass room there, mm-hmm. the experimental, and it's the young Sean, and you're thinking, okay, this I can buy, where it's a few years, Sean is about seven or eight there kind of thing. So it's more than he thought, but right. there's not necessarily calendars hanging around, batteries have died. Okay, I can see how maybe... Well, okay, he wouldn't have found it exactly what year it is. And then the reveal that that's a synth, and you had mentioned that that's what you thought Sean was from the get-go, and I thought, damn, maybe he was right. I liked that idea better, mm-hmm. that that there's the bait and switch. Oh, that that still, in my eyes, would have been a much better yeah. kind of plot twist of, like, the reason they had to get the baby is that it wasn't a baby. <laughs> so that I bought... But then when you see the science, scientists come in, father, which come on, seriously, father. How does, it, how does that play if you're a female character when the kid calls father? Really? I didn't even think of that. It, yeah, they must say because mother. Because Sean's always going to be Sean. He's not going to start calling himself mother. That's true, too. At the, in my, like, I don't know because nobody I know played through as a female character. That sounds like a pretty big fuck up from Bethesda to me. I, I wonder what it was. But anyways... So then when he comes out, I'm looking at him and I haven't looked at screenshots of like other people's Sean's. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they pulled from some of the data they must have because he can't look the same for everybody. If your character is black, Sean comes out, he ain't going to be white. So they must pull from the data you put in for the mother and the father. And take some of that because to an he extent, ha- yeah, yeah, because he had some of the uh, eyes, like Japanese eyes, that I chose for my dude. Because my dude had like a, a top knot and everything, and he was my samurai mm-hmm. dude. And so, yeah, that and I'm looking at the eyes, and I'm going, "Wow, that looks a lot like the eyes I chose for my dude." And as he's yeah, talking, like mine, mine was a little darker skinned because I had actually modeled, uh, modeled the wife after Alicia, oh, which, yes. in retrospect, bad idea. <laughs> 
you didn't have time to love her in the game, so <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, but for the whole rest of the game, like for the next three months that I was playing, are you still carrying my ring? <laughs> Seriously? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I will say full disclosure, I kept carrying it just in case something came uh, yeah, up at exactly. some point. It, video game logic, I didn't want to not have it. Yeah. And of course, nothing that I found had any use for it at all, which was wasted right there. Well, I th- I think in certain uh, companion storylines, you can actually give it to your chosen companion. Oh, really? Okay. I've heard. I don't know. So, so anyways, yeah. So then when Sean tells you that he's Sean and the big reveal, oh, is it that big a deal to think that it's 60 years later? I'm going, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it really is. So... I did not align myself with Sean at all. I didn't like flat out call oh, him no, an I, asshole, but I hated that asshole. <laughs> oh, I like, didn't. I didn't serious? go that far. The I, the only reason I was nice as nice to him as I was was so that I could just level the entire institute. Like I, I, I just hated it. I was like, no, I'm going to kill every one of these assholes. I did play behind his back because I wanted to try to save all of the synths as well because that's. One of the quests that sends you down there, which oh, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. you did as well. They want to try to bring up pretty much all of the synths in one shot. So which which ending did you ultimately go with? Again, I don't know what every ending is. Like, I'm, I'm assuming for, you blew up the Institute. I did blow up the Institute. Who was on yes. the rooftop with you? Um, Piper. I took Piper with me. And which... Uh, was it the railroad? Was it the Brotherhood? I had the no, not the Brotherhood. I, 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 I I'm assuming not the Brotherhood. No, no, I had the uh, the Minutemen and uh, and although the I worked with the um, the railroad, mm-hmm. but I can't remember if any of them were there with me. I don't think so. I think it was mainly so you, so you, railroad. So you just had the Minutemen. Or yeah, the the Minutemen and and Piper was with me. Yeah. So and then when I went down into it to to uh, basically clear out chop down there, I found. Sean, and again, here's the other part where he's dying now and he's in a bed and he's just about had it. And you're going, ah, he was walking around pretty yeah, good last pretty few good times. Yesterday. He was looking pretty spry. And all of a sudden now he's dying. And we had all of our conversations. And that one, I kind of tried a couple of different things, still not being horrible to him, but it's like, no, that's, we've had it and all this. And he was getting pretty lippy with me. <laughs> so, so I decided. And it, it seems cruel, especially as a father. But at this point, I the, there was so much disconnect as a parent in the game playing with this character that they, they fucked it up so bad that I didn't see it as my kid anymore. Mm-hmm. So I did one save where I just kind of walked off and one save I went, no, that's it. I'm putting you out of your misery. And I shot oh, him. Wow. So I shot him and then I thought, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so I kept that save <laughs> and I took whatever he had on him and just left. But that's how, and anybody who's listened to this show knows that uh, if a game is well done, I will, in the same way that I do with comics, books, whatever, really invest myself in it and allow myself to become a part of it kind of thing and, and RP the fuck out of that shit in my brain. And I was there, even with all the stupidity that was going on in the game still early on and whatever, it's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll again, let go of some common sense and have fun with this. But it got so ridiculous with Sean that, well, bad enough that I put a bullet in him. Like, who's supposed to be your child? And it's like, I still don't believe you're my child. And it was like, no, mm-hmm. fuck this shit and walked off. And I truly did not believe that that was Sean. And I think hmm. that would have been a better kind of twist at the end to go, yeah, no, that really wasn't. That was just yet another synth fucking with your brain. That would have been better because there was nothing that could save it. And then you find out later that no, it really was him, and now he wants you to care for this synth wannabe Sean and pretend like that's your son. And I'm going, oh, come the fuck on. Seriously? That was one of the funniest parts for me because I, from the get-go, I, I was pretty convinced I was going to go down you know, the railroad quest line of rescuing the synths and destroying the Institute, but I have to thank Bethesda for putting those notices of, hey, if you proceed down this quest line, you're going to you know, ruin your chances with these other factions. So I was able to create those save points just to see what the other options were. Like, I, I, I was curious. I wanted to see what the Brotherhood ending was like. I wanted to see what the Institute ending was like. So when I did the Brotherhood ending, like the Brotherhood, the Minutemen and the Railroad are all essentially the same ending. You blast into the Institute, you kill everybody and you set off the bomb. 
with the Brotherhood ending when there's the little robo Sean there at the end. Yeah, I was playing it as a member of the Brotherhood. I was like, no, fuck that robot. I don't want that thing. (laughs) I felt so bad. The robot was like, father, why? (laughs) Like, you're not my son. (laughs) Because, see, the thing is, is that you're there at the end and there's a small part of your brain that's actually wondering, is this the real Sean? <laughs> is it, it again? Was the old dude just a? I think you spent too synth- much time questing with Piper. <laughs> yeah, so you're really questioning, and and it's true. I did at the end. I'm like, oh shit, is this the actual Sean or not? And I knew because I decided before. I was like, oh fuck, this is just yeah, you can come, but you're not my kid, kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, part initially you're going, is it? Would they do that? Because again, and it's one of those things where. It's not because it was well done. It's because it was such shit leading up to that that you're willing to believe that somebody would have written that in thinking, let's put this in. This will really throw them for a loop. And it's like, oh, you fucking assholes. Like, they didn't, but they screwed up enough of the other writing for me. Like, again, I, I still praise the game and, and I, I hold true to the opinions that I had initially me, it, about it. It's the typical Bethesda thing of the main storyline in Fallout 3 and uh, – Skyrim and, and was Bethesda Oblivion too, or was that yes. still yeah. okay? Yeah. Like the main storylines and all of those were meh. It's all the other cool stuff yeah. in the world that is what makes those games special. Yeah, the again, there's there's elements of what they were doing that I even liked, really did. And your opinion's bound to change once you've put in a hundred hours in a game versus even forty or fifty. And so there's different aspects of it that yeah, I did really like. But when you get to the ending. They did not stick it. Like, there's way too many things where you're just, like, scratching your head saying, who thought this was a good idea? Who at what point thought that this was a good idea? Because it's not. It's horrible. And I I really did not like that ending. And and that's also why I didn't bother playing through any of the others, because... Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't want to go through all that again. It just, it was not... Oh, it was a chore. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was a chore. So, but it just for for the sake of research purposes, I, I went through the lines. That's how I also knew that my decision to go with the railroad was the quote right one for me. Because when you're doing the Brotherhood and the Institute endings, it involves going and killing the railroad. And both of those times, as I'm in those tunnels killing everyone, it just felt really bad to me. And I was like, okay, I made the right decision. Whereas I did not feel that way. I got very efficient at murdering every single last asshole on the Pridwin. <laughs> very efficient <laughs> see i don't know if the brother or the railroad if they didn't kind of show up because i didn't wind up saving the synths mm-hmm. and see, cause yeah, because because you get to a point where you have to do something multiple and, divergences that's the, the thing line. you really have to keep playing undercover which i did mm-hmm. for a little like while basically but, in order to uh save the synths you don't have to sacrifice the Minutemen, but you you also don't help them right well, I I think I could have gotten further along in it, except there's a point where you meet up with Sean on the roof of the building in mm-hmm. the wasteland. And that was my point where I went, that's it. No, I'm not pretending to support you or oh, be taking my he time. Knew. He's like, what are you up to? Like, he, he called me out on it. I was like, eh, you know. <laughs> oh, no. By then he <laughs> was still you. willing to believe in me and it was me who went nope that's it we're done i can't do this anymore like he he knew i was working against him but thanks to my 10 charisma i was able to talk my way back into the institute anyway (laughs) oh no see i was screwed for the institute okay so you didn't have to go through like the sewer pipeline kind of thing no you still do okay you just do it later like you continue working with the institute for a little bit longer after that okay and um what is it like, because there's, you know, the various options of, like, uh, you can, if you can uh, convince Sean to give you the codes, like, you can save the non-combatants. Like, I gave the orders to, you know, the railroad and also the Minutemen of, you know, anybody that comes through without a gun, let them go. So I saved the synths, and now they're all out there in the world. <laughs> and remember how when you're doing the synth storyline, like, you had the, the, the gardener synth that you were working with, and then there was also the informant that was on the inside? Yes. And you, you like you got the information from the informant, and then Desdemona told you, "Don't tell him what we're up to because he's an ally. He he wants to save synths, but he doesn't like the military aspect. Like she knew, like if you told him there was going to be basically a war in the institute, he would have 
sold you out for the sake of, you know, saving lives. So very well executed on Bethesda part. I'll say this after the ending, when I was going around, like doing other stuff, secondary objectives, finishing up, you know, my quest log and whatnot. I went back to the railroad HQ at one point and there's the guy, there's Patriot, his dead body on the, the table in the middle of the railroad HQ. Right. Desdemona walks up to me, hands me a note and she's like, Patriot died in the explosion. This is the last we will speak of it. I'm like, what do you mean he died in the explosion? He's right. He's right fucking there. <laughs> she's like, he died in the explosion. <laughs> I love her. And I read the note and it's a note from Patriot basically destroying the railroad. If I can't believe you sold me out like that. I helped you for so many years. And like, that's the one thing I'll give them a lot of credit for. There's no ending where you look at and you kind of feel good about yourself. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And that's what Fallout always should be for me. Well, of like, course. There, sh- there no should happy be ending. no happy ending yeah, right. in any Fallout game. And they did a great job of even like the happiest ending I could make for myself. I was like, okay, I feel pretty good about this. I saved a lot of, quote, lives. You know, I saved the innocent scientists. I, I freed, you know, these beings from slavery. I feel pretty good about myself. Oh, by the way, fuck you. <laughs> it's like they did a good job with that scene. I like I really enjoyed that. See, when I uh, <laughs> she was somebody who was saying, like, make sure to get rid of all let all the scientists go and everything so that we're not killing innocent. And then I had told the Patriot as well. So when we went down there, everybody's shooting at us. Scientists, mm-hmm. guards, everybody. See, for me, the, the scientists, they, they were just ducking and covering. Oh, no, no, no. I, everybody was shooting at me. So I was just shooting at everybody as well. When we get back afterwards, Preston is saying, you made sure to let go of the scientists. Oh, no, that's when we're on the roof of the building after it blew up. <laughs> you made sure to let go of all the scientists. And there's different options. And one of them is like essentially that, yeah, yeah, I did. Of course I did. <laughs> Well, you know, another thing you can do is in the computer in Sean's room, if you get the access codes from him, is you can actually signal an evacuation, which will get all the innocents out of your way. And you can also shut down some of the synth as well. So yeah, less, I did the shutdown less thing. Opposition. I can't remember if I sent the scientists home or not. I don't think I did. I think I only yeah, shut down. I guarantee the you, if you shot Sean in the face, you didn't have the access codes for the general. No, evacuation. I did get that. No, I got the access code. <laughs> oh, okay. He gave them to me through the dialogue options. It was afterwards. I went, you know, Bye-bye. <laughs> but uh, but I, I I kind of felt bad that I didn't save all those goddamn synths. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things where I'm on the roof and, and this goes I, to You point, had to make a decision. Like, this he, proves again that how tormented I get because there's a point where he's like, listen, are you going to just stand there being quiet or are you going to answer? And I'm going, I'm thinking because <laughs> if I keep pretending synths there's will live, a, there's lives down. at stake. Going down the Brotherhood quest line, uh, there's there's a quest where basically they give you the dossiers for all the railroad members because it's entirely an option that you could get that far in the game without ever having met the railroad before, which is yeah. pretty cool. Like there was a lot of divergent paths that eventually led you in the same direction, but they gave you a lot of freedom to proceed with the story how you wanted. So as soon as he starts talking about your targets, I ran the fuck away from him. This is not... Um, not not the not the guy with the beard, but the captain of the ship. I forget the ranks. <laughs> he's yelling. He's like, "Get back here, paladin!" I'm like, "I'll be right back. I need to save my game first. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you have the option to just run away from conversations. Like <laughs> the um, are you talking about the guy who keeps changing his look? No, no, no that was Deacon. He works Deacon, with the railroad. Yeah. No, um. The the actual captain of the Pridwin, not the leader of the Brotherhood, but the guy downstairs that captains the ship, like his second in command. Oh, okay. He's okay. the one that gives you the the mission to assassinate the railroad. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you find out like Deacon's a freaking synth, mm-hmm. and then you find out some of the other ones that you find did out. De- is- did Deacon give you his uh his deactivation codes? Yes. I. I- if I had a save game, where I could <laughs> go back it. and do that because the only save game I have where my town isn't fucked is the Brotherhood save. Right. Because there's a Brotherhood initiate that somewhere when I was away wandered into the middle of town. So in all of the s- saves where I'm now uh, hostile with the Brotherhood, all of my townspeople are just firing at it and it's glitched. Like all the bullets go through it. So in all of those saves, like I can't use my town anymore. 
like I can't talk to Deacon to finish that quest line because he's just shooting forever. Okay, and then the the only save where that enemy isn't hostile and isn't in my town getting shot at is the Brotherhood save, and Deacon's dead. The um, didn't I just read that they added the console commands to the consoles? Did they recently? I thought I'd read that. I could is be that, wrong. It that really like that would that take was care of I was that. like okay, I need to finish this game now because like. My my game is broken. Like I can't play my. That's when I started putting points in Lone Wanderer and realizing how great of a perk that was because I didn't have companions anymore because they were all stuck in fucking town. Yeah, I. Uh, you may want to look into it. I could all be right. wrong, but I thought I'd read that it was added, and and if so, that would solve your problem. Because I I use the console command and not for everything, obviously, and I I tried to do it sparingly. Like I only used it mainly to get material, so I wasn't stealing everything mm-hmm. anymore, um, and to for my encumbrance. But uh, which I was around like twenty five thousand pounds at one point. <laughs> There's nothing that breaks my immersion like hanging out in my awesome little like reading room that I made on top of the red rocket, not the red rocket, on top of the uh, the concession stand at the the theater. drive-in because i made an awesome reading room with like magazine racks and ceiling fans and trophies on the wall you know sitting in there looking at my magazine collection and just hearing all 20 of my <laughs> companions <laughs> and all 18 of my turrets firing endlessly <laughs> like, i'm trying to read up here that's awesome that's when you move <laughs> sanctuary I- doesn't look so bad anymore <laughs> i had invested so much time in that town that's why like for well, you could actually do that if you wanted to, even if the console commands don't work. I, I could, but I can't bring any of my companions with me. Why not? I can't talk to them while they're engaged in combat. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. I, I am. That's why to get the, the last trophy I needed. And like I know you said, oh, that's why I don't bother with trophies. Like Once I had finished the game, when I do this in any game, once I finish a game, I look at the trophies and see if there's like anything fun I would like to do. Like like in this one, collect all the bobbleheads. Okay, that sounds like something fun I would like to do just to explore more of the world. So I went around and did that. (laughs) I reached the point where I only had one trophy left that wasn't a fun one. I was like, well, I might as well do it at this point. It's the one to build up your settlement and get 100% happiness, which it wasn't hard. It was just time consuming. Basically, I left Fallout running for a day while I played on my DS. But I had to do it on the Brotherhood save because it's the only save where I could continue building up the drive-in. So even if I ever do go back with like DLC or something and want to go to, you know, my happy ending, I'm not going to have my (laughs) everything there. there. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, you know what? I had fun with building the settlement for a while. And then oh, I didn't put a huge amount. Of, like I built some cool stuff. I'm like, OK, this is fine. Like I built a nice base of operations, a place I didn't mind hanging out at in between missions. But like I didn't go crazy like some people. Yeah. Well, it, it was at the point where you have to build your first transporter to take you into the Institute. <laughs> How long did that take you? Oh, way too long because it was like, why is this not working? Because <laughs> you'd never done power relays and stuff before. <laughs> I had to move it over to another spot. No, it's because of the. uh the where the land was and mm-hmm. versus the the kind of sidewalks and things and then fitting the piece in the middle it, mm-hmm. it just was not clipping i mean See, it's not place, rocket science it just would not clip in the place i decided to build was like tiny and like it had all these fences and trees and stuff that i couldn't destroy like it was i don't know i still don't know how i got all the stuff into that you know, settlement area because it was like I had generators like practically stacked on top of each other. <laughs> like it, it was a disaster, but it worked. See, I built wasteland engineering. Yeah, I built a, a, a two story building and was putting everything on top. And it it fit like it, it everything was there. It fit. I had enough generators. There was power. Everything was going. But on top of the building, that middle part would not clip into it. For the life of me, I move the thing to the grass, put it in, clip. There it is. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so I left it there. Meanwhile, I've got like open walls because I had to move all these panels to try to make shit of everything. You can't run power wires through a wall. <laughs> yeah. So it's just this mess. There's like floors hanging from my main building that I made that has like my power armors and shit to, to this other building. Cause I, I built a ramp essentially so I could carry shit across easily <laughs> instead of going down all the way and then up. Fuck that. I just put hanging floors all the way across. That's, they're still there. 
That's the thing that upsets me the most about losing the drive-in. I had a really nice power armor garage I had built. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's hilarious, like, because that's still where all my power armors are. Whenever I actually wanted to use one of them, I had to be super fast. Like, I had to put the core in and then, like, immediately climb in because if I gave, like, a second of time in between pressing the buttons, one of the townspeople would come and climb into my fucking armor. <laughs> Because they're in a fight and they're like, oh, cool armor. Let me go get that. You should have just put a, a wall over the door so that they couldn't come in. It's an old Sims trick. Yeah, but then I had to remove the wall to get out. Actually, if you're allowed to go into building mode while they're fighting, I don't know if you can or not. You can. Then you could just slowly box them into I tried a room. it. it didn't I work. tried that for about an hour. Oh, that's too bad. Because that it would not be done. That would have been funny. Because I had, you know, Kate and Sledge and Dogmeat, who were melee characters, so I couldn't isolate them from the enemy. That's funny. Oh, well. Yeah, it is I what did, it is. I didn't like, have I, that problem. Yeah. That's the advantage again. The Bethesda games are meant to be played on a computer. That's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> it plays fine on a console. I played Oblivion on uh, 360, and it played great. Loved it. But, again, there's... There's far too many things like this, plus the mods and things like that, that it's just, it's so much better playing them on a PC. It's like, I only had one problem with the game on console. Unfortunately, that one problem basically broke my game. See, I would have had more problems playing on a console just because, yet again, things like the encumbrance ruin mm. a game for me. Things like having to scavenge every goddamn fan you come across ruins the game for me. And I know that it's immersion and it's immersion for the first 20 hours. And then from 20 to 40, it's becoming a little bit of a chore from 40 onwards. You're like, fuck this shit. I'm trying to play a game. Give me a break. And so from that point, when I was just type in what I need and it comes up as like, yeah, this, this is, this is making me enjoy the game a lot more. Otherwise I'd be stopping to stopping a lot more as I'm playing. See, I, I, you know, just by virtue of the fact I didn't have that option, I got really good at learning, you know, what to pick up and what not to pick up. So, like, there there was a bit of a learning curve, but once I had, you know, finished learning, it it wasn't an issue for me anymore. I always had plenty of inventory, especially once I started putting points in a lone wanderer, which doubled my encumbrance. And also the bullets, because then you can use whatever gun you want to. I I had ammo for days. It didn't oh. matter for me. So for me, it did. Because uh, all the guns that I, I really wanted to use, I'd run out of ammo almost immediately. So I was like, ah. and then I have to use some stupid gun that I don't like or whatever. It's like, no, I want to use that awesome one. Which for the most of the game was that freaking, what was it called again? Destroyer or dis- what, what is it again? Damn it. Oh, man. But it's just a, a freaking pistol, 10 millimeter pistol. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. See, for me, I had my... Uh my combat rifle and my laser rifle, which were pretty much all I needed. And then if something especially scary popped up, I had the Gauss rifle, which just shredded anything. Yeah. Yeah. I had a crap load and that was part of the fun when I'd just be exploring and you're looking for those legendaries kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I kind of enjoyed that as well. And I wasted quite a few hours. See, doing how that. much, how much, uh, time and points did you put into the actual crafting? Uh, I, I got a uh, gun nut up to four, I think, mm-hmm. three or four. See, four. I had gun nut, armor, uh, science, and whatever science the, well. the melee weapon was. I, I had all of those maxed out. So I had some awesome gear. Like, it was the point where I would get a legendary and I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I kept the legendaries, but I didn't use them all. Although, yeah. did you wind up doing the quest line for the crazy dude in the mansion? God damn yes. it, I wish we had done this yes. episode earlier where I'd remember the names. I, yeah, I forget. That was hilarious. So you made it right to the end where you, you see his dad in the room? Yes. With the mask? <laughs> a, that quest line is hysterical. Tristan still hasn't done it. He, he oh didn't my God. find that, it. That, I was like, go that, find that's it. That's one of the few things. Like, and I'm sure we'll get to the point of like, okay, did you do this? Did you do that? But there are very few things in the game everybody has to do. That's one of them. Yeah. And Cabot. Yes, and the Cabot House, yes. You go to the Cabot House and you do a bunch of quests and, and he's crazy, but not crazy. And, and you know. He's, he's eccentric. He's eccentric. He's not completely off his rocker. And uh, and towards the end. Especially when you find out he's right he's about like the crazy shit he believes. <laughs> holding his father hostage because his father's 
psychotic. I really wanted to try both. But once again, it was like, no, I'm going to stick with one and just follow that. So that one through. I was committed with. And so I, I set the father free. Oh, you did. I did yes. not. I. It's hilarious. He goes back to the house and murders them all with his mind. <laughs> so and you... then he's he's just sitting down on the couch in the middle of the living room, blood everywhere, sipping tea. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. OK, I didn't do that. I let him in there and the father turns the. Um, the air off and puts uh, mm-hmm. a poison in there and he dies. So that means you didn't get the gun then. Oh, sure. I got the gun. Once everybody was dead, I just went and picked up the gun off his desk. Okay. We're not talking about the same gun because the gun I'm talking about is made using like parts of his oh, brain or okay. parts of he whatever. Had, like, the crazy alien gun. Okay. Cause this is kind of that, but it's using the, the whatever it is that he's got oh, there kind of thing, that mojo. And it's this, kind of power shot thing that kind of knocks them back a little as well. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if it would be the same one I got, but that freaking gun is awesome. And if you take that, I I was really excited to get the gun. And then I realized it was a pistol, not a rifle and I couldn't modify it. So I had to throw it in the stack. Oh, you can. The one I got you, you can, I modded Mm -hmm. it out and I, I improved it some and I wound up using it on uh, like, um, a whole bunch of other bosses. Right, but, you, but you'd been using pistols anyway. Like I had, I had invested all my points in the rifle perks. Right, so pistols were right. useless to me. Well, oh man, this thing was awesome, and it would stagger them back all the time. Plus multiples. And I found out that in the institute, when every motherfucker down there is shooting at you, that gun is awesome because <laughs> it'll send like three of them flying back and damage them a lot. Like, to the point of knocking their arms off and shit, and then they're crawling after you. And it's like, oh, you're so adorable. <laughs> so, yeah, that gun was freaking awesome. I loved it. But the, the, that Cabot Trail, or the Cabot uh, House quest line, if you haven't done it, done it. Do it anyways. It was freaking awesome. On the lines of uh, things you have to do, we've already talked about the uh, the comic shop. We talked about that with Joe. That's yeah. a must-do. must, must do. But uh, the, did you do the Pikmin Gallery? Uh, remind me. Uh, you go in there and there's a bunch of uh, raiders who are trying to get this guy Pikmin who, you know, they, they get they got to get this Pikmin guy. And you get into the gallery and it's an art gallery where all the artwork is made out of body parts of raiders. I don't think I saw it. I went in. There. It's it, it. It's like an episode of Dexter in there. <laughs> <laughs> And you find, like, you go in through the basement, you go through the sewers, you find, like, where Pikmin's hold up, like, you kill the bandits that are attacking him. Well, you can kill the bandits if you want. If you don't want to, he'll kill them himself. And then you get there, and it's just, it's this, like, tiny little guy in a suit and tie with a switchblade. That's (laughs) hysterical. And, like, you know, he'll talk to you, and he's like, so, what are you doing here? And I was like, just admiring the art. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, you know, if you're nice to him, like, he'll give you uh, the password to a hidden safe with a bunch of, like, cool-ass weapons and stuff in it. And then a thank you note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I did not see that. That's, yeah. That's funny. Oh, my God. Because it's one of those things where, like, it was just a door at the end of an alley. <laughs> the only reason I had ended up in the end of that alley is I was running away from a bunch of <laughs> raiders because I was low on health. <laughs> I was like, huh. There's a door here. I'm going to come back to this. <laughs> and I went in. Oh, see, okay. There, actually, there's a door just like that, too, in... Damn, what's the place with Hancock? Um, oh, uh, Good Neighbor. Good Neighbor. Yeah, the the one where they where she says that she's tunneling into the, yes. the mayor's basement. <laughs> Not you're so- going to go rob... You're going to go rob uh, Diamond City. <laughs> I was I was in for the ride. And oh, I, got, I was like, yeah, sure, let's I go rob Piper Diamond with City. Me. Fuck that guy. He's a synth anyway. He's an asshole. He, is he? Yeah, I didn't know he was. Yeah, if you if you uh, hack into the institute computers, you find one of their logs is that the guy actually is a synth. Piper oh, was that's right. Funny, that's <laughs> funny. The um, but yeah, no, and then you find out that no, it's it's Hancock. That's hysterical. Actually, one of the really cool things too there in in uh, in that place is um, is there's a a point at and this is early enough on when you get there. Not good neighbor. The the, the main town. Um, Diamond City. Diamond City. Yes. Again, you missed it during <laughs> pre-show. I'm on a couple of different kinds of meds right now, oh. too, so that ain't helping. I just remembered something, too. Remember okay, something. I, I, I'm not done. Um, but you see the 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 people talking at the bar, little bar outside bar kind of thing that looks very much like it was taken out of Blade Runner kind the of thing. Shop. 
And I love the noodle shop. Then they're talking about, yeah, I shot my wife. I, she, what was it about brushing her teeth? Yeah. She wasn't brushing her teeth or whatever. <laughs> we were just, we just finished rewatching Battlestar Galactica <laughs> because I've seen it three times now. My wife's seen it a couple times, but Tristan hadn't seen it. So we thought, you know what? This is a perfect age for you. You need to see this. And like we were watching like three episodes a night for a while. Yeah. He was right into it. and that's one of the quotes from the show where it's like we we don't want to spread this people to start shooting each other because they think somebody hasn't brushed their teeth or whatever and i'll go that was right in the game way to go bethesda nice little nod in there there now in uh in good neighbor if you go into the hotel you'll never guess who i found in the hotel in the hotel like, in the hotel in good neighbor okay who because there's literally no reason to go in there unless you just want to snoop around I don't even know I found if I... the vault tech guy from the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. He's a ghoul. <laughs> I invited him to come stay at my town. Because <laughs> you're nice like that. Cause, and then every time I walk past him, he's like, look at you. Still nice skin after 200 years. <laughs> How much did you do with, um, with Dude for the Silver Shroud? Um, all of it, but I was, I couldn't save him. I tried so many times to save the guy and I just couldn't save him. My charisma wasn't high enough at that point. You mean when he gets abducted? Yeah. <laughs> that is the one time where I cheated. Oh. Because. And then, I, trust me, I reloaded that save many times oh, so did to save I. him, but I couldn't. I was, I, I had my save in the elevator with the doors open with every single like drug or anything that I could take slowing down time, increasing damage, you name it, everything. Perfect. And it was over and over and over. And I tried every trying to talk, trying to intimidate, try to do, and there was nothing that I could do. There was one time and I was willing to keep going for a while and just, you know, to try to do it on my own. But again, you reach that point where you realize I'm a grown ass man. I can just, you know, fuck this shit. I'm not trying to impress anybody here. I'm not trying to be a hardcore gamer. And, but there was one try where I was literally within like a second of saving him legitimately using all of the buffs, all the debuffs, everything like a second away. And that's why I went, nope, screw this. I just turned off the AI. So that they wouldn't shoot at me. They just stood still and then just shot every motherfucker, turned it back on, and he was fine. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're good. You go hide back at your place. And then if you do that, then he decides, like, for a while, it's like, I can't keep doing this. This is, you know, it's too dangerous. And then after a while, you can talk to him kind of, and he kind of comes around. And it's like, oh, maybe, maybe there'll be some more stuff. And then you can talk to him later on. So that was that was kind of cool. I'm glad I cheated because <laughs> he was awesome. I loved him. What was his name again? I, I don't know. He's dead. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> He's still important. <laughs> and you can rip off the woman in that shop too. The floof, fluffy kind of I, red dress. Me. I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess with her. I didn't take it either. But Tristan said he robbed her because. <laughs> His pickpocketing was really high, so he stole the outfit she has on, and he puts it on his companion. So, so his companion follows along in this floofy red kind of outfit. And I'm thinking, oh, you're so my kid. So what were some of the other standout moments that you had before we close out? Continuing down the uh, the Brotherhood storyline, something that... I, I know a lot of people missed because very few people sided with the Brotherhood because they said they're just assholes. insufferable assholes. Dance is a synth. Huh. Yeah. There's a quest line where uh, the God, what the, the the boss guy, the guy with the awesome coat, <laughs> he calls you up and he's like, listen, got a mission. You're the only one I can tell. That, or no. First of all, he calls you in, like accusing you like. How could you turn turn on us like this? I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like knowing full well I was turning on them anyway. I was a member of the railroad. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I do? It's like, you've been running around with the synth this whole time. I'm like, fuck, it's Deacon. <laughs> and he's like, and then he tells me dance is a synth because they recovered uh, like records and stuff from a, from one of the previous missions I did against the Institute. Found out dance was a synth. So there's this whole storyline where they send you to kill dance. 
and he's gone. Like you got to track him down through the wasteland. Like he's, you know, huddled up in like some forgotten listening posts, like hiding in the basement and you get there and he's like, okay, kill me. And you're like, what? He's like, listen, just because I'm a synth doesn't mean I'm also a member of the brotherhood. I have to die. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking killing. You. <laughs> I like synths. It's okay. We'll make this work. So like I talk him into like not committing suicide, basically, like just go somewhere else. Like you don't have to be in Boston. Go, you know, go to Capital City or something. So the two of us walk out of the listening post and there's a fucking vertebrate with the damn leader there. He's like, I knew I couldn't trust you. <laughs> basically, I had to blackmail him. I was like. If you kill Dance, I'm going to tell everybody that one of the best, one of the most highest ranking members of the Brotherhood was a synth. So I blackmailed him into letting Dance go free, and we just never spoke about it again. <laughs> what are, okay, see, I did nothing for the Brotherhood. I cleared out the ghouls in the cop shop, mm-hmm. and then he's still waiting for me to help him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's probably still there going, God damn it, come and help me with this stupid mission. But I did nothing. What are is the actual like drawing point like what what draws you what's the reason to do any of that is there anything good other than that sounds kind of interesting but anything else well it's it's just if you buy into the brotherhood's philosophy and that technology is what has destroyed mankind so their mission is to you know wipe out stuff like the synths like the institute and you know by by virtue of that the railroad as well and like there's definitely a hypocrisy to it of they're using technology in order to wipe out technology but i it if if you buy into that whole thing of humanity cannot be trusted with technology anymore i guess that would be your driving point Hmm. because in previous games the brotherhood was cool like yeah you you could get the hypocrisy with it but they weren't like assholes they were just like okay you know they're helping you out in this way or that way but this is the first game that really presented the brotherhood as you know this militant force that was more extreme than they'd been presented as previously because hmm. in all honesty like i Plus you get a bunch of really fun toys yeah. like you get all kinds of power armor upgrades you can fly around vertebrates and chain gun things to death like it's it's actually pretty cool being a member of the brotherhood hmm Okay, because the the Minutemen was I, I said this before and I I hated that. They, they there was no point in the Minutemen that I thought, well, that was cool or that was awesome. Even when you're taking back the castle, kind of thing, all mm-hmm. that. No, that was lame. And yeah. and there was there's literally no point where I thought any of it was worth my time at all. Railroad, no. freaking awesome. Well, loved all the so, undercover stuff when you're you're saving some of them too. You're meeting you you're getting drop points and you're 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 dead drops and you're getting information and then you're meeting with people. Mm-hmm. All this clandestine fifties spy shit. Loved e- it, even though functionally it was the same. Of go here, do this, like but present it so much better. But but at least by doing some of the railroad stuff. It allowed me to explore parts of the world I wouldn't have naturally gone to. Like right. that uh, that quest we were talking about with Joe where you go down to the mine and it's the crazy fucking cult yeah. and everything. I The only reason I found that is because it was part of one of those random uh, railroad quests. Right. And I said it's, it's randomly generated. Like there's no railroad quest that will lead you there. It just so happened that I got one of the ones that did lead me there. Hmm. Yeah. So, again, I liked it. I, I just wondered if there was any point, if I ever go back to the game and cheat heavily and just give myself a max level character, new character, just to dick around with and try something different, that mm-hmm. I would I would try the Brotherhood just to see if it was worth it. or, so that, or That's why I created those save games, because I did want the experience of seeing what it was like. Like I said, I knew the story path I wanted to follow, but it's not like I could just roll up another character and try another playthrough. Yeah. So I knew I was going to have to make those save points to go back to just to see the stuff that I missed. Yeah. Okay. Any uh, anything else? I think that uh, about wraps it up. Well, we're at the hour mark, so it's perfect. Yeah. It's, I'm sure in 45 minutes I'm going to remember a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's too bad. We're not going back to this. <laughs> this is it. Get it out of your system now. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, again, for anybody who's who's – been kind of on the fence about the game. It's going to start going on sale pretty soon. Like there's been oh, some yeah. small sales, but you can get Bethesda games on really good Steam sales 
and after not too long either. So it will be on sale reasonably soon, and and I do encourage people to pick it up and play with it. It's it's one of those things. Much like every single Bethesda game, you're going to have issues with different things. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can still be heavily invested in a game to play it for over an hour, or sorry, a hundred hours, speaks volumes. Because if it's that bad, most of the time I'll just give up and move on to the next game. Because Lord knows I have a Steam library full of unplayed <laughs> games. I'll just say fuck this shit and move on to something else. But I needed to see it through. Mm-hmm. Even though it was bad, I needed to see that shit through. And while the payoff wasn't what I would have hoped it was, there was still some rewarding aspects to it. And is that journey along the way, like you said, too, all the other shit that you do that mm-hmm. that is a Bethesda Fallout game. So it is definitely worth playing. It's got a crap load of style. It's got uh, a lot of elements that make it cool in terms of that living world kind of thing. Like I did the Travis Quest line, too. And I was kind of on the fence about that because of the... I'd read how he changes and he's more confident after. And once again, the joys of being on PC, I'm playing it. And my son was watching me play that day. And so he's sitting down and we're working together and things like that. And I got the speakers for, for the sound. And whenever Travis would talk, it was like, God, I hate this. This is horrible. And my son had his iPad and he's like, flick, flick, flick. I've got the console command if you want to put him back to what he used to be. And I was like, yes. <laughs> we left him on for a little bit longer just to see, and it just kept getting worse. And I was like, yeah, give me that console command. And we sent him back. You can reset him back to. And the console <laughs> command even includes no confidence or something like that <laughs> as part of it. Travis, confidence equals Zero. false. <laughs> it's very close to that. And so, yeah, we reset it. But all that just to say, again, the game does have a lot of different things that make it cool. And as it ages, too, we're going to see more mods coming out mm-hmm. for it. People developing whole new quest lines and things like that, which sometimes be pretty damn Well, not cool. to mention even, like, Bethesda DLC. Like, the DLC for Fallout 3 was great. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to see what they do with this world now. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So that is going to wrap up the episode. Thank you very much for listening. If we spoiled it, well, we warned you at the beginning that we would. So go play it anyways. What's that? Are you sure we did? I did right at the beginning. I said we were going to talk about it. The the intro that you made me screw up at the beginning. (laughs) I said it. I didn't make you do anything. You you fucked it up and you know it. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up. You can find the show notes at ForTheLore.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and on Twitter at ForTheLore or individually Joe, who is not here, and Loaders at J, myself at Zen Buddhist and Joe and Joe and Vince is at Simodium. I got to Marty it up some because reasons. So that's going to wrap it up. Next week, we're going to have... An interesting show. I've got some ideas, and we have to talk about freaking Hex next week. Oh, absolutely. Because, goddamn, is it ever awesome. <laughs> so, with that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, I'm freaking that. It came at just the right time to get me off of the Diablo crutch. <laughs> it's like the only thing that could take me away from Diablo is freaking Hex, and it's awesome. <laughs> I wander out after I'm done with the dungeon then I'm, I'm, they send me to go somewhere else so I'm heading off and you get to a bridge and there's a gnome at the bridge and he's giving you lip because the bridge is, is open so you can't get across and it's like no there's zombies on the other side we were told gotta keep it closed and you're like is there another way for me to get across and he's like well there's a river there but I wouldn't go across if I were you there's piranhas in the water <laughs> and you're gonna like I can handle this, little man. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't go in the water. <laughs> Do not go in the Step water. Step aside. Let me show you how it's done. Go in the water. And this creature, it, it, it's the deck I have is fairly fast, too. And so it goes first, puts down one, one blue, one sapphire. And then I play mine, and I put a guy out. And then on its second turn, it puts out a piranha which has, it's just a 1-1, one, one, but it has Rage 1, and it and it must attack every turn. But then its special ability, that it can apparently play for free, puts out three <laughs> or four more of the same piranhas, all with Rage 1. 
Oh, God. So they all attack me. Of course, my guy's dead, and now they're all two twos or two ones. And then next turn, I got fuck all that I can put out. It's next turn. It puts out another piranha and another three or four. (laughs) And it just went, turn three, I got swarmed by fucking piranhas like crazy. And I was like, you little fucking gnome. (laughs) You could have warned me. And that was not a warning what you gave me. (laughs) It was, I was talking in the general chat saying, Okay, well, lesson learned. Don't fuck with piranhas. <laughs> and they were going, oh, you think that's bad? Wait till you see the worms. And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> From now on, no painkillers until after you're set up to record. I said it all up before, so that's it. Sorry. What? F- what? Oh. <laughs> I just heard some random ass music. I'm like, what the? F-? It's not random at all. Well, now it's not. At first it was. I gotta keep a short leash on you right now. That joke. Because he's a loser. <laughs> oh, my knees hurt. He's turning into Roger. <laughs> His transformation begins. Don't make me bring up the anime and the freaking prime thing. <laughs> I don't know where Rodimus Prime came from in that discussion. It's the end of the thing. I was going to do my intro. <laughs> you <laughs> fucked it up. All that. I got to play it all over again now. And? I wrote an intro. I'm looking at it. <laughs> Go. Go. <laughs> it's a little late now. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> we were having a discussion. Yes, but you're supposed to shut the fuck up when the music goes well, down. I can hear the music over your smart-ass comments. <sighs> I'm still going to do it. Shut up. I'll, this is getting fixed in post. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't work on this for nothing. <laughs> I just got to try to be serious. <laughs> okay. Would you like to ride in my Rocket 69? Rocket 69, Thank you for listening to For the Lore. Each week, the show is broadcast live on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Stop by forthelore.com slash live to join the conversation and have your thoughts discussed on the show. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Comic Book Informer, a weekly podcast from Vince and Roger, as well as Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast. The star and the moon is not too-